This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, everybody. Welcome on in uh, inside Legacy Arena here in Birmingham. Joined by Mark Murphy. I'm Nathan King. We're just a couple hours removed from Auburn getting a win in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. Mark, for the second straight year, Auburn will be advancing to the second weekend of the tournament. Of course, this time they did it as a nine seed against eight seed Iowa. Obviously, this was a really great offense is what we talked about heading into this game. And Mark, I think the biggest thing that people, especially if they came to the game, that they will come away with is that this was a true home court advantage for Auburn. I think this was everything they could have hoped for and more whenever they got a draw in Birmingham in terms of the, the turnout in, in inside Legacy Arena. Yeah, that was one of the big takeaways from the players after the game, Nathan. They talked about how excited they were with the crowd and how much energy it, it gave them. And, you know, one of the players said, every time we had a run, the crowd had a run. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely loud courtside and uh, – uh, Sort of felt a little bad for Iowa because uh, they were the eight seed, and Auburn was the nine seed, and Auburn had a true home court advantage. And uh, you know, next up is Houston, uh, number one seed, and you know, Auburn's going to try to flip the script from last year in Greenville, where Auburn was the high seeded team and, and went down in the second round to Miami, a team that got hot late in the season, made a run deep into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Auburn's obviously hoping it could it could be the same this year. He and, uh, Miami was a ten seed. Correct, and, uh, and Auburn's a nine seed this time around. They will be playing Houston. Uh, we were watching this game that was on the on the floor here while we were finishing up um, some work. And Northern Kentucky hung in there, but uh, Houston's got a couple injuries that they'll be uh, they'll be keeping an eye on. Of course, we'll keep you guys updated on that. But in this game, Mark Iowa came out. They missed 21 of their first 27 shots. Started 0 of 9 from deep. There was a stat I was keeping an eye on um, in the first half. When Iowa shoots below 30% from deep this season, they are 1-11. in 11. They ended up shooting below 30%, I think 26%, something like that from uh, from beyond the arc. That was a big key for Auburn in the first half was 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 limiting Iowa really just in the half court, um, getting them to slow down offensively. On the other end, Mark, um, it, it showed because they got such a good display out of their bench. But Auburn had a true 11-man lineup that you, you were showing me in the first half. You know, when Yoan Traor had to play because Auburn had foul trouble at the four spot, Trey Donaldson had a great game. This was an Auburn team that, you know, has, has liked to pride itself 
on its depth all season long, and it, it really came through for him when it mattered tonight. Yeah, nine players scored, nine players had rebounds in this game, and, you know, the bench really stepped up and played well. And, you know, that's been the M.O. of this team when it's played well this year. Nathan, a lot of guys contributed. Six players scored in double figures. When that happens, it's hard to beat a team. And, you know, Jai Broon, 19 points, 12 rebounds, five block shots. And, you know, I talked to him afterwards. We just posted a video of what he had to say. And he reached over and grabbed Trey Donaldson and said, hey, freshman played a great game. It was a team effort. You know, he said, when we play together like this and people come off the bench and contribute, we're a much tougher team to beat. And he's right. Yeah, Trey Donaldson had a massive, was kind of a catalyst for a huge stretch there um, for Auburn. I, I, I wrote about it in my takeaways, but you know, if you had told me that Auburn was going to get into a three-point shootout at any point in this game with Iowa, <laughs> that maybe wouldn't bode well for them. But they got into a three-point shootout. The teams exchanged eight three-point attempts in three minutes there in the second half. And what happened, Auburn came out of that with its largest lead of the game. Uh, Katie Johnson and Trey Donaldson, they combined to go five for five from beyond the arc. Um, that was the best moment of the game for Auburn. Trey Donaldson, three of three off the bench at the point guard spot. Um, you know, he was he was so effective within the offense that um, you know, they, they didn't put Wendell Green back in. They, they let him have another run when right. Wendell Green would usually come back in the game to close things out. Um, and on the subject of Wendell Green, you know, he, he got off to, I believe, a one and eight, one for eight start in this game. Um, missed a couple open three-pointers. They were doing a good job of kind of walling him off on the perimeter, obviously keeping him contained, not allowing him to break inside. Um, and break down the defense is a key for any team, but when it mattered, it wasn't in the version of a three-point shot at the buzzer. It wasn't, you know, some crazy shot at the end of the game, but when it mattered, he came through in some really big moments um, for Auburn down the stretch, and the entire team did at the foul line. You and I were sitting next to each other, um, and, you know, we're shell-shocked that Janai Broom had two completely clean trips to the foul line. He was obviously very excited about that after the game. You know, Wendell was saying, we're very confident, and we know he's a good free throw shooter when he when he puts it all together and so um you know when Iowa came within four after making a little bit of a run Auburn was 11 of 12 from the foul line for the rest of the game another person who really stepped up off the bench was Katie Johnson he led the team in the plus minus categories when he was on the court Auburn outscored Iowa by 13 points and uh, this was good KD tonight uh, a lot of energy on defense got um, compliments from the Iowa coach for how he played, and uh, Katie was 4-7 from the field and caused some havoc on defense. And, uh, yeah, well, it was fun to watch. I think the only really downside in this game was Chris Moore you know, hurting his shoulder again. It's caused him a problem this season. And it was a shame because he'd been coming around. And, you know, he's the kind of guy that, you know, they needed his defense and rebounding, but he was very limited on what he could do tonight. So, you know, they, they used the bench. Uh, extensively, especially with Jalen Williams getting two fouls in the first couple of minutes. Yeah, and then in the second half, I believe, this, so it's less than three minutes into the game, he gets two fouls. Less than three minutes in the second half, he picks up his third foul. And so, um, you know, they were really just kind of having to, to, to put some interesting lineups in there. Um, we mentioned Yoan Treor. He got a lot of run at the four spot um, in this game and, and held his own, did everything he could. You were talking about, uh, you know, Janai Broom in this game. It was he's the first SEC player in an NCAA tournament. I don't know if you heard the Anthony Davis stat after the game or not. He is the first SEC player in an NCAA tournament game um, to have at least 15 points, 10 rebounds, and five blocks. That's and pretty so awesome. That's 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 pretty good company um, for you know, for a guy like him. We kind of and you could do this all season. Kind of put the foul counter on him and say, you know, is he in foul trouble? 
what is the situation looking like for Broom toward the end of the game? Um, because his gravity, you know, similar to how Wendell Green runs the offense on the outside, his gravity on the inside is so important for them on both ends of the floor. So the fact that he was able to play without a foul, yeah, maybe maybe I'm mistaken, but I think his first foul came either late in the first half or early in the second half. Um, so he went a long time without without one. They were able to play him through the stretch run. Um, and, and there were some times when really Iowa just didn't have the size to stop him on the inside. You know, something else too that stood out to me, like, you know, Chris Murray, really good player for Iowa. Yes. He took 18 shots and only made five of them. And, you know, I think one of the big matchups was going to be Jalen Williams, so other guys had to step up and help play defense. And one of those was Leor Berman. Now, Leor didn't have a really good game offensively, but he was sitting there matched up against a guy yeah. who was giving up about five inches to and some serious weight. And uh, he held his own and made him take some off-balance bad shots. And, you know, he didn't get going – he didn't get going offensively with Berman Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, Murray, I think, had the stereotypical good NBA player game where you look down at, you know, you're watching during the game, you're like, wow, he's made some really timely shots. He had back-to-back threes as Iowa was trying to make the run. And then you look at the stat sheet at the end, you're like, oh, he only shot, you know, 30% from the floor. Um, but he got them buckets when it mattered. You know, Wendell Green said after the game, you know, we knew this team was going to go on a run at some point. You watch them all season long. Um, Zepp and Bruce both said after the game they watched the film of the Michigan State ending. It was at 23 points in the last two minutes or something like that for Iowa to come back, send it to overtime, and then they, and then they won the game there. Um, a crazy ending against Michigan State. So they knew that Iowa was capable of that. They knew those low shooting percentages weren't going to hold up um, throughout the entire game. But this is a team where they they would like to think that all of their close matchups this season, all the games where things didn't go their way, like you mentioned in Tuscaloosa, they'd like to think that that's all paying off now. Um, because like the stat you said, I mean, it was pretty much the exact same time left in the game. They were up by 17 in Tuscaloosa. It was the exact same time that they were up by 17 here. The difference is, I think, here in Tuscaloosa, they, they had difficulty finding shots. And Broom shots. was and, in foul trouble. And, and you had all the foul trouble um, at the end. Auburn was able to get contributions from everybody on the roster here um, and able to close things out. But, you know, it was another example, like the Tennessee game at the end of the regular season. Anytime this team gets in a close game down the stretch, you know, you're, you're, you're sweating it out a little bit. So this was another example of a, of a win for them when it counted against a, against a quality opponent and obviously on the biggest possible stage here in the tournament. And it's helpful to have Wendell Green shooting foul shots in the last three or four minutes of games. And he came through again and Wendell, I think it was 8-8 eight eight at the foul mm-hmm. line. Yeah, he holds the record now. Is he, you're, over 30 I don't think he knew that until you told him after the game. Yeah, Over 30 straight free throws without a miss. Uh, that's the Auburn record. He said he'd never done it in high school. 
Yeah. And he certainly hadn't done it in college. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he was huge for them down the stretch, and now they draw the one seed, the number two overall seed, Houston. And like like we talked about before, you know, it was as good a home crowd as Auburn could have hoped for, and the players were talking after the game, you know, we need that again on Saturday because um, Houston is a fantastic team. They struggled for a lot of the game tonight um, against Northern Kentucky, and, uh, and like I say, you know, we'll look a little bit more into those injuries. We'll talk to Houston players and Auburn um, tomorrow as you're listening to this on, you know, on Thursday or Friday. We'll talk to them on Friday get as many injury updates as we can. But, um, you know, Auburn's, like Bruce Pearl said all season long, they've put themselves in position to be in position, and now they're one of the last 32 teams contending for the national title. I just really think, Mark, like, you know, last year's team, obviously they, they had hopes of going to the Sweet 16. Um, they had hopes of going the second week, and we were such a good team for most of the season. This is an example of why we have said this has been such a good coaching job by Bruce Pearl this season. Just keep the team together, knowing it's going to break right for you um, at some point. And this was, I mean, this was one of their better all-around performances of the season, and they probably wouldn't even have been in this position if they hadn't, you know, kept their heads about them, not gotten down when they lost 9 to th- I mean, it's, there's not a lot of teams that lose 9-13 to 13 games going into the NCAA tournament. And so, um, you know, they got, they got everything they wanted in this situation, and now they're advancing in the tournament for the second straight year. Yeah, they stepped up and put their big boy pants on in the final four <laughs> minutes when the game was on the line. That lead was cut to four points. And then after that, they played really well, Nathan. Yeah, it's obviously a massive win um, for them to be to be continuing on here in the big dance. And they, they now win their 11th straight opening round game in the NCAA tournament all the way back as 1984. I don't know who Sonny Smith and Auburn played back to them, but they lost that game, and they haven't lost in the opening they round. They lost to Richmond. Richmond. And... Um, and a crazy game, they got way behind, and then Barkley went berserk, mm. and uh, they just came up one point short. And then the next year, they made a really nice run. It was an 11th straight win um, for Auburn in the opening round of the uh, of the NCAA tournament. So um, they'll look to extend it and, and be a team, obviously, to make a run. This season got a huge challenge. 6-10 is the, is the time, correct? 6-10. 6-10 on Saturday. Central time, yeah. and here at Legacy Arena in Birmingham. Yep. TBS is the network coverage. Gosh, it should be a really good one between uh, between Auburn and Houston. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. For Mark Murphy, I'm Nathan King. We'll be uh, we'll be here in Birmingham another couple days, and so we'll uh, we'll catch you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in.